All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH, making our way through the day's news, and there is a lot of it. If you want to talk or listen back to the NFL conversation, you can do that, kfhradio.com. Try to get back into that a little bit later as well. Uh, Tommy, we had a shocker game last night, and it did not go well for Wichita State. Got way down. And couldn't come back in the second half. They actually outscored Cincinnati in the second half. But I don't know how much to take from that when they were down 17 in the first half as Cincinnati at that point is just trying to cruise on to a win. Cincinnati wins at 70-61. to 61. Uh, They shoot the lights out 45% from three um, on 13 of 29 shooting. You're not going to win a lot of games when they make 13 threes. Um, Wichita State did not shoot well from three. Wichita State actually only turned the ball over twice and still got beat, Tommy. Cincinnati's had Wichita State's number since it joined the American. I think that makes it 10 out of 12 that Cincinnati's won against Wichita State since joining the AAC. Cincinnati off to the Big 12 soon. But, you know, I it, it, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of improvement right now for Wichita State basketball uh, just on the floor. I'm not sure how much progress is being made. Craig Porter got out there and looked pretty good. He played all 40 minutes. Um, 19 points, seven rebounds, three blocks. So he was good in his return, but not enough. Cincinnati takes it, and I'm not sure what to do now except take these game by game and just hope Wichita State can win as many as they can. You remember back in the day when Wichita State was getting ready to join the American, and the thought was, man, we're going to have some big-time matchups between the Shockers and the Bearcats, and, and having Wichita State go in there to be a threat to dethrone Cincinnati in the AAC it hasn't happened as you mentioned Cincinnati 10 of 12 uh, against the Shockers since Wichita State joined the conference and that's certainly not the way that uh, everybody thought that that matchup or that potential rivalry would end up going Um, yeah I I think that we're at a point now where the um, apathy is setting in we're at a point now where the team looks lethargic Uh, the players for the most part look lethargic Uh, There's concern, and I read Taylor Eldridge's article from the Eagle uh, this morning where he quoted both Craig Porter and Isaac Brown concerned about the team losing their identity. Uh, You can't can't have that, right? Uh, That's unacceptable to have your identity be gone at the beginning of of conference play. Uh, This is something that, you know, the team should know who they are. They should know that they're a grinded-out basketball team. They're a team that, yeah, they might not shoot the ball, and we've known that since the beginning, right? That's no surprise that they might not shoot the ball particularly well game in and game out. But we know that they should be able to play good defense. That's kind of been the hallmark of this team, and they haven't uh, in the last couple of games. They gave up, what, over 80 points, almost 90 points to uh, East Carolina, and then they gave up 70 points to Cincinnati. Um you can't have that, right? With, with a team whose identity should be lockdown defense, and especially when you know that from game in to game out consistently, you're not going to score a lot of points. You've got to make sure that you have that identity solidified, uh, especially in conference play. And the fact that they are unable to do so right now, um, th- that's a significant concern. I Yeah, you know, I don't know what else to do except – begin to think about the future and and what that looks like um you know that doesn't mean that this season's done it's certainly not three games into conference it's just more and more likely we're not seeing the improvements we're going to need to see for them to be competitive at the top of the league um 
I, I think that, you know, we just we take the games as they are and, and we'll get Kevin Solon here in a couple of weeks now and see what what things look like. Uh, up next for Wichita State is a game at South Florida. They go on the road. That's on Sunday. It's actually a Sunday noon game. And then they get back home next Saturday. They get some time off for Tulsa. It should be nice to get a win before the long time off. Um, Tulsa's not very good, so you could maybe get a couple of wins there heading into that game in Memphis. But I think that the only thing we still don't know a ton on right now is the rest of the league, or at least I don't, and we'll have to have more games played to get a feel for it. I don't know what, you know, I guess when you get, when it gets to this point, Tommy, when it becomes clear, like they're not going to be a bubble team, there's no path to that. So if you're looking to postseason, the only path is with a tournament win, which this year potentially has to go through Houston. It, it's hard to find some optimism, and I'm an optimistic guy. I just want to see if they get to a point where you think, yeah, they could make a run in the conference tournament, because really that's about all that's going to be left on the table. I don't think they will. I mean, at the, from what we're looking at right now and, and the way that they've played, um, I don't think that's on the table. Um, you watch this Shocker team, and they look directionless. They, they look lost more often than not. Uh, they did not have a single assist in the first half of the game. They finished with four assists, and they were all in the second half, and it was when that comeback started. But that first, the first half, zero assists. There was no ball movement at all. Uh, and defensively for Cincinnati, they uh, caused headaches for Wichita State. But uh, they they looked like they were going down on you know on the offensive side of the court and not knowing what to do, not even knowing uh, you know where to, where to move the ball, where to try to get a shot, uh, and then on the defensive side they were getting lost in their assignments. And so there is such a small margin of error for this Shocker team, uh, and I don't care who they're playing uh, in the conference. There is a small margin of error in a certain way that the basketball game has to play out for the Shockers to have a chance to win. And when you're not executing within that margin of error, then it becomes really unlikely that you're going to win a game. And and we've we've seen that it doesn't matter if you are a top-tier team in the American playing Wichita State or if you are a team picked last in East Carolina. That margin of error remains. And the fact that Wichita State last night fell behind by as many as 22 at home Inside Coke Arena, yeah, the comeback was great, and they looked really good. You know, the last few minutes of the game, but it wasn't enough, and it ultimately didn't matter. It was too little, too late. Um, they look directionless right now, and I just hope that as they move forward, that they start to regain that identity some. But there's really nothing right now pointing me to believe that they will. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to be better offensively. Um, you're going to have to be better offensively. Easier if, said than done. I don't know how you do that. I mean, well, it, that's it, what I'm saying. If if your identity is what it is, which is just to lock people down, it it leaves so little wiggle room for any sort of mistake. It leaves for sure no wiggle room for a scenario where Cincinnati comes in and shoots the lights out, right? Like, because if you can't if you can't score, you there's nothing you can do there. No matter how good your defense, if a team's hot and comes in and hits a bunch of threes and you can't score, 
you're done. Like you're done before that game ever gets going. Like you're counting too much on other teams never getting that kind of streak. And and it is what it is. Like we've seen it enough now that we know that's the case. How often will that work? I don't know. Um, it's just there's we we sit here and we're like, okay, well let's you know let's really dig into the shocker. There's not a whole lot to say. You know, like it, 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 nothing's really changed. Like there's not a, a whole lot to evaluate, um, especially from a fan's perspective. And that makes it difficult, right? There, there's not a lot of What is there to get the excited bone. about? What, what, I don't I mean, know. What is there to get a fan to say, you know what? I'm going to go out to Coke Arena and watch them take on Cincinnati. What, I mean, even, and I know that that, that takes some commitment to want to go out to the game. But even last night, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, if I didn't really have to watch this game, I'm not sure that I necessarily would. Like, what is there from a fan perspective to get the fan base excited? And I get it. Like, winning games, sure. Like, that's the easy answer. Um, but there's more to it. It's more in the way that this team plays. And that's why it's so concerning to me that you've got the head coach and the star player who are both on record saying that they're concerned that the team is losing their identity. That doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence that there is progress being made uh, or that there are things that are happening behind the scenes that will get the fan base excited because you've got people within the program that are saying, we're not sure this team knows what their identity is. Yeah, no, for sure. I think you can just be ready to watch a college basketball game. Um, I guess. (laughs) I know. I know. It's even harder when K-State and KU are both playing so well right now. Um, It's just... There isn't a lot right now. Craig Porter's a really good player. Um, I enjoy watching him play. Hope he's healthy. And again, for me, as I look big picture almost all the time on everything with college basketball, it's where will this team potentially, what's the ceiling, what's the postseason ceiling for this team, right? Um, with KU, we're we're wondering, okay, will they be good enough to win a national championship again? With K-State, it's, are they really going to compete in the Big 12 for a Big 12 title? With Wichita State, again, right now I think it's, can they get to the level where they can win a couple of American Athletic Conference tournament games? Because that may be it, nope. right? That may I be mean, the ceiling. They've played three regular season conference games. They've lost all three of them. So, again, there's, Two of nothing, them at home. there's nothing to me that says that they could win uh, even one conference tournament game. Well, look, um, they're, they're going to be – they're not going to – I don't think they're going to finish last in the league. But, but yeah, I get what you're saying. And, and it's not – and look, it's if not there was that something, if there was something that I could point at or that you could tell me where you'd be like, well, yeah, they, they're 0-3 in conference play, but look at that stat or look at the hustle or look at what they're – there's nothing. Like there's literally no evidence to it support to be. It that. Was, it was defense, right? There was that sure. defense. They're one of the but best defensive gone. teams in the that's country, but that's right what now. they're losing, and that's right, what Isaac exactly. Brown, as you mentioned, Isaac and, Brown and, and so, Craig Porter right. are scared of. And, you know, you've said the word postseason a couple of different times. I'm not sure that there's a scenario that exists where there is a postseason for Wichita State outside of a one-and-done right. conference tournament game. That's that's probably going to be it. Um, it's going to take a lot for them to even get an invite, a lot versus what we're seeing right now. Again, it's a, it's a three-game stretch. And I don't know that, bef- you know, before those three games – I'm not sure anybody would have said, oh, you know, I don't know that how motivated this team is or whatever, right? That, that was never really in question. But the fact that that's coming into question now, the timing's awful, right? And and I don't know how you motivate those kids. I don't I, I, I don't know. 
I mean, I would love it if, you know, if somebody could even tell me or point to a stat that is worth being optimistic about, you know, something that says, hey, look, uh, yeah, it's been a rough stretch so far, but keep your eyes on this or. Well, there's you know, not they, one I don't think real... in the last three games. Yeah. Um, but their overall in the season would be one in the sense that at mo- for the most part this season, again, I don't know how troubling this last three game stretch is. They were one of the better defensive teams in the league for sure. Um, that's not always exciting to watch, but typically it gives you a chance to win games. And sometimes it gives you a chance to win games you shouldn't win, right? That against a team that's better than you. They've lost that to some degree. And, you know, they had it against uh, UCF. They only allowed 52 points in the UCF game, but they only scored 45. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it, right? Like, even when we play a great defense, sometimes it's not enough. So I don't know. I, I don't know. But apathy has set in, and it's been there for a while, and it's only going to get worse, and it's going to be really uncomfortable uh, for the next two months around that program. I mean, there's no question about it. It just will be. And, you know, they're – needs to be, and I assume that there is, a ton of work happening right now to make sure that that's not a long-term problem and only a short-term problem, and we'll see what that means. I'm not sure what you can do to fix it because I think it's a complicated problem. At what point are you uh, ready to assess the long-term future and viability of the program as far as the current leadership in place? Oh, right now. Right now. I mean, I don't. There, we we were doing that before this season ever started. Um, it was a unique scenario coming in. I think that it was a very special season and year one for Isaac Brown, considering all the circumstances that surrounded him getting into that position and getting the job in the first place. I maintain that it was his job. There's no way you can see what happened with everything going on in the world, everything going on in the program at the time, and to see the fact that they were able to win the league, no matter what you say, you know, was it the right move at the time? I still think it was at the time, but there was very little choice in my mind of how to do that. You had all the former players in support. You had everybody there. So, but now... It can also be the right right move to do something else, and and you know that's my not my job to do it. I think that that's probably the direction this is headed, if I had to guess. And we'll see what that means. It's it's almost like we took a brief pause, and Wichita State had to clear a messy situation up before they could move forward. And in that regard, I think they've had as high character and likable a guy in there doing it as they can. But the bottom line, Tommy, is. This is Wichita State basketball, and that's it. Like, they, they need to be competing at a high, high, high level every single year because that's the ceiling, and it's a ceiling we've seen and we know exists. I genuinely like Isaac Brown, and I think I everybody everybody that knows him or has seen him uh, likes him, genuinely likes him as a person. Um, and I want, I want to see him succeed so badly, and I've wanted that – since he got the permanent job and seeing the players rally around him. Um, and I think that we can have, and it's not just us. Um, I think that anybody that is in the world of sports in this city, I think you can tiptoe around it uh, for a while. And then unfortunately, I don't think you can tiptoe around it anymore. 
Isaac Brown has to win games. He and it's early in the conference sure. season, right? But you've got to win games if you want to keep your job. It's as simple as that. And yeah. we can tiptoe around it all day long, but that's just the reality of the situation. It's not a complicated thing right now. They either win games or they don't. And if they yeah. don't, they're going to make a change. I mean, it's that it, that part of that part of it is easy. Everybody likes Isaac Brown. He is a very good dude, likable dude. But if you're not winning games at Wichita State, that's not going to cut it and for anybody. And that's just the bottom line. And that that part of it is a little simpler. Like you just win games or you don't win games, and it's that kind of business and it's that kind of program. I mean, that's that's it. It is what it is. Eight six nine twelve forty. Uh, we'll come back. We'll do a giveaway. We got some cool things to give away. A big fat prize pack for somebody coming right up. We'll make some picks. We'll get into the Chris Beard situation at Texas, which with everything we're talking about might be an interesting thing to talk about as we hit coaches. 869-1240 Sports Daily. Coming right back. 